0: Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. Blue Chew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Urban at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Urban, to receive your first month free. Amplifier.
1: How right, ready to show?
2: Thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene.
3: You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, Ray Jeezy, and Will T, and we are part of Empire Media at ampiremedia.com. <laughs> What's going on fellas?
4: I always let break go first, man. <laughs> I knew you were going to say What's that. What's happening? I
5: knew you were going to say that. You don't have to defer to me, sir.
4: I mean, you missed the 85%, you know, 85 is greater than, you know, what I am, so. You know.
3: What is happening Did I miss first, something man. during the break?
4: <laughs> Nothing. I'm doing I'm being I'm doing splendid. I'm doing splendid. I can't complain.
5: I appreciate the splendid compliment to yourself. And I appreciate the word, I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to take this. We always get to nothing much, man. That's what most people, I, I, shout out to my man, Glenn Thomas. He says
3: the same thing. Nothing much, man.
1: Go ahead.
3: <laughs> hey, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blessing to be alive, my brothers. was good. That's true, man. I, some I was just I was in the gym and some some dude said the same thing. Like every day you wake up is a good day, you know. what I mean, we have folks who, folks out here who ha- haven't had that that don't have that opportunity. So, um, yeah, it's a blessing, man. We I'm here with the fellas, man. That's always a blessing. You know what I'm saying. Real I said that. that awkward, awkward pause. Ball. I know. I felt like, damn, that, that should have been a real talk. Ray, you said that's a real talk. That you, that was a good throwing. Uh, it's too early. Right it turned,
1: <laughs> was, that,
3: was a mic, that was a mic drop. Time, man, at the the <laughs> I thought we was going to feel all the love, you know, the vibe and everything. See, Ray, you let me down. That's messed up, dog. I'm sorry.
5: Empire Media. Let's do it. <laughs>
3: Hey, um, I said this on Twitter, like, oh, I think I said this on the text, but you know, obviously, big news with uh Washington Commanders wide receiver scary um, um, scary Terry Terry McLaurin signed his extension. We'll talk about that in another show, so there's no need to, for us to like harp on harp on onto that. You know, if you're to Aubrey, you listen to all Burge and Go early, thing, we'll talk about that there, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit next week anyway. So, um, but if you're waiting for the urban sports scene, you know, debate debate or conversation about that. Just tune in next week or, ch- again, check, check us out on All Burger and Go everything. Um, but, yeah, um, Amp- right, we mentioned Empire Media. Empire, Me- Empire Media <laughs> hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows such as the John Kine Report hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders insider John Kine and Jones Football hosted by US Today insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. And don't forget to subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well.
5: The Urban Sports Scene can be found on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options in news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content.
4: Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene. And like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene <laughs> I love Facebook the energy, group. Dude. The Search Urban Sports Scene, Sports Bloggers, Sportcasters, and Sports Debate.
5: Sportcasters, I love it. Will,
3: Hi, that's that's you not 85- eighty five
4: That's
3: why you're not eighty five percent. You, eighty five percent. I don't know what's going on. Hey, Will T, come on, man. Let's yeah. just do our thing, bro. Let's do our thing right now. Let's get into
4: our tradition, the pregame.
3: Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Washington Wizards drafting Wisconsin guard Johnny Davis and Bradley Bill reportedly going to sign the Supermax deal with the Wizards. Finally, in our segment HBCU Corner, we'll have a pre-tape interview with Yard Talk HBCU.
5: With the 10th overall pick, this is my Adam Silver moment. (laughs) (laughs) The Washington Wizards. Select Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. <laughs> Did the Washington Wizards make the best selection possible? Will T, what's your thoughts, bro?
3: Will?
4: <laughs>
3: Did we lose Will? I, I, yep, nah, I was
4: on mute. I was on oh, mute. My same. bad. <laughs>
3: Y'all was about to say, "What's happening?" Ow. Ow. Will? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I
4: had to cough. I had to cough. Oh, okay. man. Oh, I, okay. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess up the production of the show by coughing oh. while you were talking. Respect.
5: All right, let me do it. Let me do it over. I hey, do it again, right? bro. Do it again. bro. we need the moment. We need to capture the With moment. With the tenth overall pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, Washington Wizards select Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. <laughs> will T. Did the Wizards make the right selection?
4: Uh, they made a good selection. I don't necessarily know if it's right. Um, I think the one thing that this team has lacked historically is a guy that well, that can protect the rim. And in today's NBA, you need a guy who's a rim runner, can protect the rim, protect the floor. I think that guy was Jalen Dern um, out of Memphis. Yeah. But um, I do like this Johnny Davis pick because, you know, just looking at how Bradley Bill's game has um, matured, or become better over the years, I think Johnny Davis has the type of game that will definitely complement him in the backcourt.
5: Ray, you agree with that? Will T, you said it, brother. Bradley Beal, that's what the Wizards are all about. All their decision-making revolves around him. If you listen to Tommy afterwards, first of all, Tommy did identify that he tried to trade up, but the asking price was too steep. Now, if the Wizards were in a complete rebuild, he would totally traded up to get Jaden Ivey. Jaden was the right pick for this team. He's, the, to me, the best player, at least in the first round. or oh, if not the Who draft. Was again, yeah, right? the first Who was round. that again?
3: Who was that again? Jaden
5: Ivey. That went to oh, that yeah. went to Detroit. Yeah, between, and between Detroit pairing okay. Jaden Ivey now with that athleticism and that dog, along with Cade Cunningham. Now you put yourself in a yes. position where you better hope that Bradley Beal works out because the Detroit yeah. Pistons in a couple they years. Come Detroit, we were, they coming. They coming, bro. They're on their way. Anyway. But all the decision-making was around Bradley Beal and Johnny Davis, as Will T. mentioned, in the Wizards' train of thought and Tommy Shepard, this was the best pairing with Bradley Beal at that spot at number 10. Because we call number 10 no man's land. Yeah, it's not, it's not the top five where you get a short thing, and it's not also where you're going to get somebody who could be a possibly a bust. You get a safe pick at number 10, and that's what they took. And we'll see how it works out. We're hoping that Brad can stay healthy. And Johnny Davis, as we know – He's not afraid to shoot the ball. He played a, one of the best conferences in college basketball. So I think he'll be prepared to contribute right away. But what does that make the Wizards? Does that make the Wizards now a contender for the 6-8 playoff spot? I don't think so.
3: I feel like it's the same player. And you mentioned he has all cool accolades. You know, Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, he averaged, over mm-hmm. 19, averaged about 19 points a game. Uh, you know, uh, a good jumper. It looks like he, you know, not a great percentage, but to me he has range on his three ball. I wasn't that impressed with his athleticism, um, but in, in terms of being ready to play off the bat, I do think he can contribute off the bat. Now, I see the question is that you know, still a lottery pick. Is he an all-star caliber player? I'll throw that to you, Ray. Do you think he's an all-star caliber player? Or talent? Potentially, or talent. depending
5: talent. on depending on depending on West Until Jr. and the type of ship he's going to run over the next several seasons. We saw Spencer Dinwiddie leave town and say he his leadership and also his skill set wasn't welcome here. So Uh if the coach uses him the right way, I think eventually, yes, he can get to an all star level. However, right now again, this team is centered around Bradley Bill and I'm gonna say KP is probably second second fiddle there. Uh Uh, you also got Rui who turned it on at the end of last season and we're hoping that can carry over. So Johnny Davis is down there, man, and Uh Denny is, is held in high regard. So I think he's not gonna be a priority off the jump and He's going to have to earn his minutes. He's going to have to play well in order to do that. So, eventually, could he be? Yes, but right now we don't have that outlook for the simple fact that there's so many guys in front of him.
3: So, will I ask you this question? Is he? Are the Wizards at this position to wait on that? Like Ray saying that he's down there on in terms of the rotation right now, in terms mm-hmm. of the players he just mentioned. Do the, are the Wizards in that position to even wait on that? Knowing this is a lottery pick, a lot of fans are going to look at it like, "Yo, we need to do like we need to do now to pair with at Bradley Bill.
4: Before I answer that question, I'm just going to pose one question. Go ahead. And I want you to tell me what all three of these players that are currently on the Wizards have in, have in common. Roy Hachimuri, um, Corey Kispert, <laughs> Roy, excuse me, Corey Kispert, and Johnny Davis. What do all three of those guys have in common?
3: They won, I mean, they they were, they were successful in college in terms of a winning program.
4: No, well, that and they were uh, all... all college all they were all americans in college yeah. um and the belief is for most people is if you get a guy you, you your belief is if you get a guy who's all american that his game could possibly transition to the nba he will be you know especially a first round pick he'll be a guy that be um, someone who will be an active contributor to your team probably a top six top five you know on, in the starting lineup but uh. thus far none of these guys have really developed or molded into that so i i you know, so I say it all that to say this. I'm a little bit cautious of what Johnny Davis can be or should be in the NBA because this team has, has not shown that they can thoroughly develop the young talent that they have in the pipeline. Um, having said that, um, no, this team isn't in the position to wait for him, right? Uh-huh. Um, this team is kind of they're, – they're in no man's land. You have Bradley bill who we'll discuss um, a little bit later, is – Uh, probably going to opt out and sign a long-term contract. You have Christoph Porzingis, and you have Kyle Kuzma, and you have um, KCP. So you have some veterans, some guys who you think can, you know, compete and help you get into, you would hope, a top four position in the East, but that's highly unlikely. And then you have these young guys who really haven't met their full potential yet. So this team is kind of waiting in, in no man's land. It's in purgatory.
3: Right,
5: Will T. You make an interesting point because I saw something on Twitter, and it was of the Sacramento Kings and how they drafted Jimmer Fredette Bruh. and Thomas Robinson, uh. and there was someone else they drafted. But they were one pick away from drafting like that next star player. I believe Dane was one of them. Uh, Clay Thompson was another. If they waited one if they basically got that player, they would have had a star on their hands. But they went with what they thought was a short thing. I can't remember who the third guy was. So when you try to go with the safe picks in the NBA draft, to me, the the track record outside of the top five, is, that's not necessarily going to work. You got to take chances in order to, to be great. And I don't also like the Wizards later drafting a, um overseas player, which is their oh, MO. Good God and then that. Tommy, she- Tommy <laughs> Shepard saying he's going to stash him. Oh, like, God. dude, you're not the Golden State Warriors where you can stash guys. You need help now, sir. So this whole belief that I'm going to take the safest bet and we're going to have a team of college All-Americans, that's the safe pick. But is that how you win in this league? I'm going to say no.
3: No, I agree. That's the thing. It's like they typically draft these type of dudes, even like Tommy, you know, before Tommy Shepard took power. Like we mentioned, like the Auto Porters. Um, now you have, you know, um Rui. And no knock on Rui, right? you know I like Rui, so it's not a knock on Rui. But oh, I, I do too. You know I want to hear Rui, and now this pick. You know they typically are or uh, Troy Troy Brown. Like they typically draft these type of dudes, and this is th- the thing is like, all right, when are you going to take that that risk to show like, all right, your scouting department is doing this and kind of picking that player that you know what the upside is so is so, so high than the others. Right? We 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 were we were talking about it before in the past, like. Certain players have higher ceilings, and and they should draft like um, what's the kid that went to Atlanta? But it, it, I mean, he didn't pan out. He went to New York too. Um, he went he went to Duke. Cam Reddish, yeah, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Like, term of his ability and his talent, like players like that take a chance on players like that because you know if you if that player develops the talent and matches the skill set, you got a you got not just a player, you got a dude. You know what I'm saying? So the Wizards, I don't know if it's because like having like in the past having a John Wall and now having a Bradley Bill like you wanna have a proven commodity, somebody that, you know, you feel that can help those individuals develop their games to be superstar players. But it, it gets to a point where now, like, you may want to take that chance to draft a player that has a boatload of potential that you know could be that guy, you know, if if everything pans out.
4: One quick point. Bradley I, I'll say this. Because if you remember when the Wizards had the third pick and they drafted Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill wasn't necessarily the so true, um, true. safe pick. True. You know, because they could have they could have took Harrison Barnes. Yes, Harrison true. Barnes was seen as the the, the guy with player. the higher yeah. the, the more developed player and a higher floor. Yeah. And to me, it seems as if the Wizards, with some of these these past couple of first round draft picks, that they want guys with a high floor, right. meaning that these guys are not necessarily the safest, but these guys can develop and they can be a contributor somewhere if not um in their top six players but they'll be a safe contributor on that seven through nine spot on their roster that's what it seems as if it's that was happened to my eyes that's what seems to happen to me with these past couple of draft picks but ray you're absolutely right that's why i was hoping that they would take a guy like Jalen dern from memphis a guy who has raw ability talent Uh Um, has an NBA body who has, you know, some skill skill set that you're looking for in the center, um, particularly the shot blocking and ability to run the floor. In
1: today's center yeah,
4: right. yeah, but 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 then a guy who you can develop during the season, you know, during those practices and during those shoot before the game. And also who can help you immediately on the floor um and make this, you know, a, a help this team potentially contend for a playoff spot.
3: I feel like they needed that type of player for a while. I thought they should have got Robert Williams when he was available, like a couple years ago. Like, yeah, I feel like that, that's the, they've needed that that type of talent for a while, and they keep neglecting it.
4: Yeah, who is the guy who told you Robert Williams? That's going to be the guy that you know this team missed out on. One guy who told you that,
3: bro. and and now it
5: seems as though they're trying to they're trying to now figure out who's going to run point guard. That too, Tommy Shepherd. Tommy Shepherd is saying that that Brad has the skills to run point guard. And then Johnny Davis just said in his, his welcome press conference that he's, or introductory press conference, I'm sorry, that he's comfortable running the point, but they're not true point guard. Yeah,
4: exactly. I and saw that's why guess. I'm saying
5: you're going to have to do something. I said Kobe White is on the, he's available. Mm-hmm. I would just go ahead and, and pull the trigger on it. Yeah,
4: man. Ish Smith. Don't they still
5: have Ish Smith? I, uh, I'm not sure, but defensively, he's a liability. That's the only thing. I that's not Smith, a
3: start. I mean, but that's, again, that's not. I mean, that's a backup. I'm looking – they need a, a true – they need a one. And uh, Bradley Bill came out and said, like, you know, the best point guard he's played with is John Wall, and, and everybody else hasn't, you know, been been up to snuff, according to Bradley Bill. You know what I'm saying? Russell, Russell Westbrook well, deserves some credit, too. I'm not going on. He deserves some credit.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, the Wizards, I believe they have $16 million that under the cap free agency starts um, in a couple of days. Maybe they're able to find a a veteran, a young veteran that's um, who the league is, I'm not going to say down on, but um, his value's been reduced and maybe they're able to, you know, sign him and, you know, uh, help him elevate his game and he's able to be a, a starting point guard for this team. That's a, that's a big hope. That's a, but that's a
3: big hope, man. It really is. That's a big hope. Are uh, you listening to the urban sportsing part of Amplifier Media at Ampiremedia.com?
4: All right. Bradley Bill has opted out of his contract, but it has been reported that he intends to sign a Supermax deal with the Wizards, which is worth $250 million, which will make him the highest per highest paid player per year. Can the Wizards be real contenders with Bill as the lead star? Right.
5: Yeah, it's kind of what we're talking about now, guys, <laughs> because the whole roster is being constructed around him. This is what he wanted. Wole says that time and time yeah. again. Brother, you, you you now in a position that you want to be in. Everybody who was there that could potentially be a contributor, we're talking about Dinwiddie, Wall, they're gone, okay? You now have the keys to the ship. They're drafting, they're recruiting players based on, on – and, and consulting you based on what you want to do. And now you're getting the money that you want beyond what you what you probably thought you were – going to get when you first enter this league. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to be up to him to take his game to another level. I give Bradley, 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 bill credit on how he gets better every season. And now it's time to see, can he take it to that next level? Can he be a guy similar to a James Harden that can elevate a franchise to where you're, you're competing in the playoffs against these top top seeds in the East. We're talking about Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn. Can you play, can you compete against these squads based on the fact that you were the lead dog and, um, as of right now, it's been a challenge for him. He had rushed the one year. They, they, of course, made the play-in and eventually the playoffs, and they struggled against Philly. And I didn't even name Philly just now in terms of the top Dawgs in the East. So it's going to be hard. It really is. Um, when you think about the stars, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, these guys competing against Bradley Bill, it's going to be hard. I, I'm, I'm not sure that Tommy is making the right move. No offense to Bradley Bill, but a lot of people view Bradley Bill at that second great player on the roster
3: yeah you know i I stated that before but on um twitter i read some stuff on twitter on twitter um the homie cameron said in terms of if bradley bill could be a lead dog he said yes we need a dog at the guard position um and also on facebook floyd austin uh posted he is good but not a superstar if we could get two a two or three or one do it um I'm like, to me, Bradley Bill, is like, like Ray said, he's getting better every year. So maybe, to be honest with you, maybe he could. But I'm just saying, I'm just going to speak at the present. In the present, for what he's, for what we've seen, no, he's not a, he's not a number one. Um, and like this team needs, needs a couple of players to put themselves in that situation. Um, I, they need a point guard. They need a big that we already mentioned that can, can that can rim run, that can, that can uh, block shots, be a good defender. Um, they just need so they need a couple more posi- a couple more players to put themselves in that level of if you even if you don't have a star you can build your team around a superstar like a like that type of player like a Kevin Durant LeBron with a, uh, Steph Curry players like that um, that you can still build your team around it to be a you know a a player that can do that can do some damage like the Miami Heat you know Jimmy Butler is now on, is a quasi is basically a superstar but they have built their whole unit around around him you know what I mean and that culture that they built in Miami. Um, you have other coaches out there who've built a culture of teams having just team success. Um, so if the Wizards can build that type of, you know, environment, then, yeah, I guess Bradley Bill, if he continues to get better, that he can be a guy that they can advance into the postseason. We ain't talking about advancing. This team and this this town, you know, want, they want a champion. You know what I'm saying? From what I've seen on Twitter, they want a champion. They want to contend some way or somehow. So, the you know, paying Bradley Bill $250 million, Yo, though, to me that's money for like the Stephs, LeBron, KD, you know, even Dame. I know like Dame, folks like that. Like that's the money allocated for them because them dudes, like I'ma say it, they move, they move oceans, man. Like they that talented, they're able to take to get, to carry their team to levels that you couldn't imagine. You know what I'm saying? Like even I mentioned Dame. Dame took the Portland Trailblazers to the Western Conference Finals, and in a hard Western Conference, in a hard Western Conference. So hmm. when you look at Brad and what he's doing in the East, you know what I'm saying? You're in the East, and, and now the East is tougher. Like, Ray, you mentioned, like, the East is, East is getting tougher. Like, we see what Boston is doing. I'm sure Brad is looking at the old boy uh, Jason Tatum, who he's groomed and who he's mentored, and looking at what he's done. He's gotten to the gotten to the NBA Finals. So, like, I know that, you know, Brad is looking at it like, all right, I am that dude because, look, you know, there's a dude that I've kind of mentored. And he got there. I can get there. You know what I'm saying? But – levels to this that kid talented like he may not have a dog we talk about Jalen Brown and him but have the dog but the ability and the growth and the youth and the the physical tools that that kid has allows him to be who he is so and and also he has the want to get better so he does he, he gets better every year too but that East is getting tougher you mentioned Detroit uh, what the, the bodies and young talent Detroit has Um Atlanta's gonna get better. You know, they had an off year last year, but they're gonna get better because Trey Young gets better every year. They're, the East is getting is getting tougher. So Brad is if, if Brad if this team wants to kind of compete at a high level, I don't know if you can do a Brad right now. Maybe again, Brad does get better every year. Maybe next year he takes a bigger step.
4: We I, I'll say this just to close it out right. on this point. Um thus far we haven't had a team that was strictly constructed to compliment Bradley bill. So I said this last week, I'll uh-huh. say it again. We don't necessarily know what he can do with a team that's constructed in an offense and a roster that, uh, plays to his strengths. Um, so that's one uh-huh. Two. um, yes, the East is getting a lot tougher. Um, but you know, if, we saw for a very small sample size what this Wizards team could do if they compete at a high level and they follow what's Unsell Jr.'s game plan, right? Those first 11 yeah. games, we saw we saw what what the potentially could be. Now it, now it's up to, you know, if you pay Bradley Bill, you have some money under the cap. Now, you know, this is where Tommy Shepard and that uh, front office staff needs to get creative and they need to think of how to acquire players and how to maximize the talent on that roster. And I'm not saying that this is a team that's going to contend for a top four spot or maybe even a a top six spot in the East. But when you have a core of Bradley Bill, uh, if he's healthy, a healthy Christoph Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma and KCP that, that can get you to that can get you competing for the, you know, for the seventh, eighth spot in the playing games. Possibly. Mm -hmm. Depending on how things shake you know out,
3: playing game. We talking playing game. Talking about com- competing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I not I'm, I'm
4: right? just, be, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I'm just being, I'm, I'm being honest. But I'm see being this, honest I feel, you I, be, I feel
3: like, like you said, I feel like you said they're not building around. I feel I mean, to me, since John Wall is gone, they've asked Bradley Bill. They put, they put, put, like they put Bradley Bill in the room, and he mm-hmm. has the, uh, he has the opportunity to say if he wants this player or not. Like KCP is a friend of his, so. Obviously, he was in that discussion to have a KCP, KCP on his squad. So is KCP not? Does he does he fit Brad's skill set? Because Brad obviously wanted him in town. You know what I, I think mean? He,
4: I think a play. I think a player like KCP um, playing. If you're going to play Bradley Beal at the point guard, I think KCP would be an ideal running mate for him. Um, he's a guy who can defend uh-huh. um, the one, two, or three. Um, he's a guy who can space out the floor with his jump shooting ability, uh, and he's a guy who's been tested. You know, in those late game, in those late game situations he's come through mm-hmm. on the defensive and offensive side. So he's a solid pick. I'm not going to say he's
1: he
3: fits an right. ideal
4: running mate, but he's yeah. a he's a solid pick.
3: And I'm sure, like even like we we talk about this. I mean, it's 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 in the past, but you're building your team around Brad. He obviously okay, to me he okay the. The Westbrook wall thing, like that, he was in the room for that. Like, if you're gonna build around, my thing, if you're gonna build around somebody, like you're in the room, like you're in the room, so you know your game. So you're saying to yourself, like, yeah, that dude fit with me. Like, yeah, I could take that dude. It's just same like the same thing. Like I, like LeBron, him going back and saying, like, well, they didn't ask me about certain players. No, bro, they got all those players for you. You obviously we're in the room. Like you wanted, like you okayed Westbrook. You okayed all these dudes. You know what I'm saying? So you were part of the of the GM coalition. You were there, bruh. You was with it. So the same thing, if you're building around your star player, if you, if your whole pitch is because you want Bradley to stay in D.C., Bradley Bill to stay in D.C., you're obviously in the room, man. Like, you're in the room. Like, if you want, if I want you to, like, Will, I'm, I'm the GM, and you're my star player. And I'm like, you're about to be a free agent soon. Like, you've been always, you've been talking this, this nonsense about, I ain't sure I want to be in D.C. I ain't sure. I'm going to bring you in every discussion. You're going to, I'm going to make you inclusive. Because I want to make sure that that you know that I'm doing everything you want me to do to keep you in town. So he's in the room. So my thing is like, yo, they built around him because they've asked him, they've asked him his opinion and he felt like these players would help him.
4: Yeah, I mean, some of I, look, let guess these players, some of these players will help him, but this isn't this may not necessarily be the how can I say it? They they may they haven't gone out and shown that they've gone out and got him the ideal running mate.
3: I got you. Mm-hmm.
4: Right? Uh-huh. And, and I think that's where it starts there uh-huh. with Bradley Beal. You get Bradley Beal the ideal running mate, a guy who you say, okay, Brad, this is our, this is a, you're, you know, you're number one, but this is our guy who we, we know we can go to and get a clutch bucket. Yeah. We can run offense through um, who will uh, draw attention away from the defense from you on him when he's, you know, um when the ball is in his hand and when he's playing off ball, right? Um and I don't ever feel as if, you know, they have they've gotten that guy for him thus thus far. Maybe K um Christoph Porzingis is that guy. We don't know.
3: He could be. I mean uh the unicorn could be. I think if he if healthy, that's another argument too. Like how could uh you no, know, could this team be if he's healthy? If he get, the, if they get the New York version of him,
4: though. Yeah, that's a big if, that's man. Big if if was a fifth. We both be drunk. All Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Rick. Oh no, I, I, you got. I, I, I thought I can hear you. Where we're you
3: about
4: you, to do it?
3: You, you, you got it. it you got it. <laughs> As
4: part of our HBCU corner segment, we'll play our interview with Yard Talk HBC after the break. It's the urban sports scene.
3: Go ahead on Empire Media. You
4: have to say it, dude. You're supposed to say for ages. Oh, my say bad. No, ages. No, and I know what. You're right. And then no. I say on Empire Media, EmpireMedia.com, and now we're gone to break.
0: <laughs> Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluetooth.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and the best part, all done online. Blue Chew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code URBAN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code URBAN to receive your first month free. (muchos)
1: Jerusalem, it's <muchos> I'm the bird that died Came from ruthless times As a juvenile Look into my eyes See billions of revised What's those on my money, Trying to survive
5: Welcome back to the Urban Sports Scene. It's now time for HBCU Corner. And we have a special guest today. We finally got this guest. You can catch her on multiple platforms talking all things HBCU. She goes by the name of Yard Talk HBCU. What's up? And welcome to the Urban Sports Scene.
2: Thank you all for having me. Finally. Finally. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I know, right? It's been, a, it's been a while. We've been trying to do this for, for a while yes. now. You know this.
2: You know, I've been retweeting and watching shows and commenting and stuffing and, you know, complaining because y'all got that interview with Coach <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and I can't get it.
3: <laughs> you still Sorry. working on it? I'm you know, it. <laughs> you know, we're about the HBCU culture. We, we want to help each other out. That's the plan.
2: That's right.
3: <laughs>
2: One of yeah,
3: the best so- interviews I've seen so
2: just saw that out there. <laughs> Say you know, it again? You know, and y'all know I'll be watching everybody's stuff, so <laughs> y'all, y'all kudos for that. Oh. Thank you, thank
5: you. Good looking, I want to ask you real quick though. We we know a lot about your school. Do you know anything about our school? I'm just being honest. You probably don't.
2: I, I know what y'all talked about on the last video.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Right, about, yeah. right.
2: I know that's that little part right there, but I haven't. you was talk about how nice it is and stuff like that. So, um, yeah,
3: yeah. That's
2: and all they, I did. Yeah. I did go look to see, and it is a beautiful campus. Yeah,
3: it's a yeah, it's a beautiful campus. That's 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 what it is. It's a beautiful campus. You know what's wild? Because when we got there, that's the first thing. That everybody tried to preach to us it was about our grass. Like our grass was nice. And I was like, dang, this is the only thing you gonna preach about first. The grass.
5: <laughs> no, no, it's you it's a sign. About
3: our grass.
5: It's a it's a sign that says our campus is nationally ranked. And and oh. that was our claim of fame. Duke was number one, yeah. we was number two. That that was that was what was said when we were there. But yeah. anyway, we just confirmed <laughs> then, that I gotta get I gotta get our name out here. That's all I wanted to do. You know, I so wanna no. start like that. But like no, you said. No, you-
2: <laughs> So y'all say U M S, right? That's how y'all pronounce it? Yeah, you UMS. I mean, like uh, uh-huh. U-M-S. U-M-S. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember uh, Commissioner uh Sandra saying it like that. I was like, oh, okay, well then you know, that's a little catchy little way to say it, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, hey, well this is
5: terrible, bro. We 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 gotta be we, we got to do better, bro. It. We
3: got to do better. Like, we, we can't – we got to have – everybody has to know what UMES is. Like, we got to do better.
5: Because Hillman was based on UMES. Anyway, I'm just joking. Um,
1: uh, but, but I was about to say.
3: You almost got me with that one. Uh, <laughs>
5: hey, but, but that's another discussion because you look at the colors and all that stuff. They played Hampton. They played against the schools we played – look, It might have been. But – we're going to move forward. You, you, like you say, you've seen our content, so you know how we roll on Urban Sports Typically, we start off our segment just with a homecoming question. However, on our interview with Coach Larry Scott, you know, who's the coach at Howard, we referred to Howard as like the Mecca of all HBCUs. And we, we received a comment basically saying that's not the case. So we're going to start off by asking you, okay. in your opinion, with all the historical value of, of these black institutions, what school do you view as the Mecca?
2: Really? <laughs> I can't say no other school. <laughs> I'ma have to only I can only go with the one that I've been enrolled in. So
3: <laughs> really? <laughs> really? See, we not I even say our school enough. is. We're being real.
2: Look, we don't even do our school though. We don't even say our school's homecoming is the best. Probably might be though. No. Huh? Listen, I've been to see if I tell y'all who homecomes I've been to, then I gotta fight out here in these HBCU. They just got me jammed up. So they gonna be talking about you went to them instead of going to over here to grab the game.
3: Oh, yeah, I wanna know.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can say your top give us your okay but without singling one out. Give us like your top three then I'm
2: gonna throw my people a bone because they need it today. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna say based on just what I've seen uh-huh. How fam you is just at a regular game with a DJ, they two stepping, um, and just stuff I've seen uh on the internet. I would have to get them top three. Uh huh. Okay. And <laughs> um, gotta give a <laughs> credit because they are considered the la- having the largest homecoming celebration. And you know, I know that has a lot to do with.
5: Now I got to I do these
2: ANT mean- folks. Oh man. Listen, they in my head today too.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um just um and also based on, you know, some of the things that I've seen, you know, as a third party as well. And then number one is a swag school.
3: It's a swag school. It's always about the swag, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that's probably why you're here. You got that
5: swag experience. We need that swag, love. We we kind of pro me. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. We pro me that.
3: But I'm just saying, yeah, though. though like, how you not going mention? I mean, how you and not going, going to mention? how they have Diddy. They got Taraji. These folks come in town. Felicia Rashad. <laughs> Felicia Rashad. Don't, don't <laughs> 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 We got Claire. Claire. We, got, we have did. we have Claire. We have Claire. Now I said we. You know weed. what? I why am I saying we? I mean, Ace, Howard has Claire. I, now act like I went to Howard. Howard has. Claire. <laughs> <laughs> why am I saying we? Like yeah, i you I, got, got, like, got chill Like I went, went start, to Howard. I got
5: man. you. now I got you. Nah, we we got respect <laughs> her answer. That's why we asked it, and she gave a pretty good response. You know, I I I know some other people
3: out there. They they got Ooh. their thoughts. But, I mean. We got wing dings at Easter Shore, so that's all I need. To, oh, we got to
5: more know. than wingdings. We got the yeah. whole Purdue chicken farm next door. We had the you best chicken
3: tenders in life. In life, so. and the honey mustard off and the chain, bro. And the, best bro. Wings. And and the, the, the honey mustard, mustard though. The hun- talking about the I didn't have
2: no wing shortage up there. Not at all.
3: Not at all.
2: <laughs> Just walk in the backyard and get you some chicken
3: fresh. <laughs> oh man! So all right, wait. So you're a, so you're a HBCU alum. But you share, you know, uh, you know, you share uh, with our listeners, um, what, what? Can you share with our listeners what drives you? What drives your passion for HBCU athletes in particular?
5: Athletics, man.
3: Oh my bad, athletics, my bad, bro. <laughs> uh,
2: because quite honestly, I see the opportunity that we have to really, really get our universities as a whole off the ground and fully fund the things that we need, right, to take us to the next level. Athletics is the front door to every university, and I think that HBCU has got to stop running from that because we're leaving so much money on the table, it's ridiculous. Like, we can't keep depending on the state, because if you look at it, the um, the states where most of our schools are are not really HBCU friendly, I'm going to say it like that. So we have to consider those things and, and be willing to say, OK, well, what are some other alternatives instead of just waiting for funding? Because funding takes a long time anyway. What can we do right now today to bring revenue into our universe?
3: What are some of your ideas for that then?
2: Content. We need we have a very, very, very minuscule digital print, uh footprint. For HBCUs as a whole. Now, uh, Coach Prime has accelerated that, in my opinion, because he's brought us the HBCU brand through, you know, being at Jackson State to the forefront, right? But there are 12 schools in the SWAT. It's not up to, and I think Grandma do, does a good job. Family, too. Family has a strong digital footprint. Uh, if you look at School of Sparks, um, You'll see what I'm talking about. But um, we got 12 brands. Let me say it like that 12 brands in the Slack. And we're we just letting it sit there. It makes no sense. Brandon alone has 40,000 alumni. So just imagine if we only got a portion of those people every day tweeting, liking, commenting, sharing, a thousand people doing that three times a day. That's, that's going to help us uh, create a market value. And that's what a lot of HBCUs really don't have. Mm.
3: Do you think that the MIAC and SWAC should work together more to get, you know, to, for this to happen?
2: <laughs> I mean, what would be the drawback of that? Instead of just um working individually, right? You're you're limited in the scope of your ideas. The MIAC has some some great things that they do well. So does the Swat. So it's like iron sharpens iron. So why not? Um, Howard has a great homecoming. How do y'all facilitate that? Valley may not. They're a smaller school, of course. But we have some schools like Jackson State that are very engaged in bringing their community into the school. How do we take what they've built and apply that to other schools within a hundred mile radius right
1: Mm.
2: and so it's like it's the bringing together of ideas collectively that i feel like we're missing because we're so competitive and we fight over the wrong things.
3: yeah Mm. that's like society and life to be honest which a lot of people tend in terms of like instead of working together they want to you know do things their own thinking that you know it's how it's going to they think doing it by themselves is going to benefit the whole cause, not knowing that if you do it together, it all works out, you know what I mean? It works out even more, you know what I mean? There's strength in numbers.
2: Right, exactly, exactly. So just, I don't know the exact number, but just think about if Bramland, only if Bramland itself has 40,000 alumni, just imagine what our 101 universities have collectively.
1: Mm,
3: definitely. All right, well, I want to get into some of your content. Oh. You're the CEO of ICON 1901 Collection. Can you tell us about it? And uh, also tell us about some of the platforms you're on with it.
2: Um, it's Collective.
3: Oh, it's a collective. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Collective. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah.
2: And, and so um, I have had this idea that I manifested, again, going back to athletics and thinking of ways that we can help support our schools because I'm trying to move us into this marketing space. So, of course, in I, all this NIL stuff came about and I said, well, who is the the person or the go-to for an HBCU athlete if they want to get engaged in this NIL space? There it doesn't exist. So, that's kind of how I said, okay, well, and I thought of Grandma and it just became, you know, I had to, you know, expand my reach because a smaller school may not have uh, an alum- a big alumni base that'll, you know, put money and resources into uh-huh. this particular project. But if I can, through my company, partner with, I don't want to say no names, but uh, this particular business, and I, I, when I go to them, I say, hey, I want you to do a fair deal for all. HBCUs. There again, the mindset. Collectively, we are stronger. So that's kind of how how it works. Uh,
3: and you're on YouTube, exactly. right? And and, and, and yeah. it's on YouTube too, right? I, I caught an episode. Yeah. I, I I it was dope. I caught it. Y'all talking about yeah. NIL. I thought NIL, it was dope. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. And I liked it.
2: And, and shout out to, to the people that
3: I broke it down to like the way you did it was bro- you broke it down for the basic, just to the basic, so Thank you me. know the lay the lay audience can understand, which I I do appreciate.
2: Yep, and we're on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Yeah, since you asked that question, I didn't answer it. No, I'm all for it. Right you know, I'm
3: awesome. for you. I told y'all I'm going to support you.
2: I told you this. Uh, <laughs> and it's so fun, y'all, because I have to exist in that space mm-hmm. and the Yard Talk HBCU space. But
3: <laughs> I want to talk about that too. You know, like, the podcast <laughs> supposed to drop. You know what I'm saying?
2: What's the plan? Man, I got, listen, I, I swear to y'all, last minute, I had, got I got a phone call saying, hey, we want to produce your show. I have content ready right now mm. that I have been working on, you know, on my own, because yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do this regardless. If I got to spend money, which I did, you know, whatever, I'm like, I can't wait any longer. So, last minute, got a phone call. So now it's been pushed back, but I have um, a meeting tomorrow to finalize everything, and get the uh, marketing and stuff out. And so it should be coming within the next two weeks. So, uh if not, I'm going to be like, don't worry about it. I got it. I ain't going to keep waiting. You know what I'm saying? Y'all yeah, know
1: what's you. up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. I ain't got time to be waiting. I'm leaving money on the table myself.
3: Definitely. Like, definitely. And we talk about the yard, and make make sure our listeners know it's the Yard Talk HBCU podcast, right? We'll make sure they know. Yep. All right, we'll make sure
1: That's they nice. know. All
5: right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you be wanting all the smoke on Twitter. People, people be coming for you, but you be you be going right back at her like, dang. <laughs> I ain't go, I ain't messing with her. You. I don't never debate. I just like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I can't That's wait it. to see what it's going. What's what your podcast going to look like? Mm-hmm.
2: Man, listen, I don't be trying to look, I, I'm not trying to change minds. I just want I just want people to think about what they actually, you know, what they consider truth or fact. That's it. Gotcha. you if
1: they gotcha. want to
2: debate.
5: <laughs> Uh, you doing your thing. I I appreciate it. That's why that's why we got you here. You you like an expert. You also know the history, which I love. Uh-huh. So I want to ask you this. It's clear, you just mentioned Coach Prime and Jackson State, they're garnering the most attention on like the mainstream level. Mm-hmm. Thanks to people like Nick Saban, of course, you had the SI cover, which was dope. Um, mm-hmm. But like, in your opinion, which institution, school, or another football program would you say is right there with Jackson State in terms of marketability or popularity or has the potential that will soon command widespread coverage? Gotta go with Grandma on
2: that one. And then families a close second. Okay. And the reason why, and uh, well, close third. And the reason why I say that is because if you look at everything Coach Hugh has done since uh, that's been happening that Grambling since he's got gotten there, uh-huh. the rec- we were ranked uh, in the FCS for our recruiting class. Um, I think Jackson State was one or two, and we were number five.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Okay, just since December now, and of course, you know, being an NFL, uh, a former NFL coach. Doesn't help. I mean doesn't hurt at all uh-huh. And then you have the urban edge network. HBCU lead pass fuzz deal that um, I can't really say what I'm gonna say, but y'all will see when it drop, um As far as the receipts on it uh-huh. And then you have the aphelite which is you know, it's gonna be paying a salary to each student And if you look at if you look at any videos on grammar page, they have thousands and thousands thousands of views. Like, Coach Hugh just went viral for doing a, a backwards two-step. So, <laughs> like, the, the, um and, and, and quite honestly, I've been in a lot of Twitter spaces and stuff, and they say, man, we see Grambling everywhere. He's like, it's like, you know, their social media presence is, is strong. So, and then, you know, and, and like I say, closer family, for sure. Yeah, I forgot to ask so,
1: you. <laughs> we we
5: forgot to we forgot to talk about our Brows. You know that that was a discussion for uh, many weeks back. Yeah, for, yeah, we hated that that we first drop. It. So yeah. we ain't gonna go there today, but we ain't going
3: we'll there. We'll I, be, I, I, we'll listen,
2: be, listen, <laughs> listen. It is, it is what it
3: is. Exactly, it is what
2: it hey, is. Hey, I think that was. I think that really is what made Gramlin like come out of the darkness.
1: Mm. Even
2: though it was, you know, very, you know. Uh, like strong opinions on both sides, but that's what I mean. The digital footprint is strong, so good or bad. I have no, it's, it's, have it's, you, you know,
3: y'all gonna have me jump in this thing with our brows because I, ah, I don't, do today. don't do it Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, I was for it. You know, I was for, no, it. I no. was for it. I was for no, it. No, it.
2: So, I'm not so. catching no credit for nobody. I'm
3: just saying, they hear me. I was for it. I'm always about to smoke. You know me, right? So. <laughs> I was for it, don't put it that way. I was for it. I'll say that all says I was for it and we can leave it like that. I was for it and we can leave it like that. You know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs> I'm gonna let you Jackson run his program how you want to.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: all I got. I'm surprised you ain't mentioned South Carolina State. They don't as far as what? In terms of HBCU are oh, you talking about uh, the HBCU program. They not did in terms programs.
5: of like widespread coverage. I don't think they I know did they're yet. not. I know. They, they, they have a they have a
3: very core
5: fan base. Their alumni is amazing, you know, yeah. in terms of just comparisons to other HBCUs in the area, especially. But yeah. they're not there yet, though.
3: Yeah, of course not.
2: Yeah,
3: Prime is it. like holding it down for real, though. Yeah. Like Prime is definitely but, holding. But it. here's
2: the thing: you ain't gotta be like Coach Prime. You can do the basic fundamental stuff. Like some of these schools don't even post. I I, I made I made a comment the other day. Some of them have not made a post since the spring game.
3: That's unacceptable. I agree.
2: I agree. You know, listen, if Coach Pugh did a video right now, he ain't got to be talking about football, right? He could be outside. I don't know if he is a grilling man or not. He could have his South Carolina Bulldog shirt on or whatever, be outside grilling, cooking some steaks and burgers, it's gonna do numbers. Just like just a norm, like a normal thing we do in the black community to see one of our pillars do it. It's going to be like it's gonna be viral, and that's what I'm saying. Like it don't have to be all of this, all of this, um, all of these fireworks,
1: right?
2: It, it, that's not what we're looking for. We are looking to see. Oh my goodness! This is I'm, I'm I'm seeing some of my heroes in a very human way, and that is attractive to people. No, and I, I think that's how they listen if they ever bridge those two those two worlds between how great they are and their digital footprint, they're gonna be unstoppable. I'm they, with you. I, I, so I, I mean,
3: <laughs> oh, no, you're right because you know it's wild wow, that you say that because I know i you know just even like you know. You know just promoting the promoting the stuff that we do, you know what I mean, and looking for like social media accounts and seeing what content people are putting out there. you have some of them not putting any names out there that haven't produced any type of content for like a year or two man it's you know you look you look at it and you're like, "Come on now, like you gotta promote your brand, you know you gotta promote your brand, you got all institutions that do this.
2: We got twelve brands in this way.
3: Yeah, Yeah.
5: see,
2: to start. Mm-hmm.
5: you talk about money, um, obviously, just more has to be invested. We had somebody on our show, remember, we were talking about Howard Athletics. They were saying it's a shame that Howard still has the same sports facilities, like they need to invest. So it, it's across the board. <laughs> and that's where the biggest issue lies with the Miag is marketing, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's why the SWAC definitely has the Miag beat. Um, even though we got y'all on the celebration bowl, But um <laughs> in terms of markability, <laughs> that's the that's the biggest issue that the MiAC faces. So you're right, but with the digital platforms, I think with Byron Allen doing his thing, is it's it's growing. Um yeah, it's but, just yeah, we can do more.
3: But to your but to yeah, but yeah. like to the point but it's not even like the thing it is it's not even like to do a social media rollout or a plan like that, or just create content, it really doesn't even have to take that much money to what she's saying. Like nowadays, with smartphones and that you can do with so you can do just something you got to put yourself out there yeah. on the mm-hmm. platform to a point where you are promoting your brand you don't have to like we got kids who putting out stuff more than these these institutions to be real kids are putting out more content institutions they don't got no money all you need is your like your iphone and you can do a yeah,
5: tiktok we're gonna give coach a TikTok, i'm not saying, man, I'm, not mean, I'm, not saying. About, I'm not
3: even, even i'm just saying people there's You'd be James
5: amazed
3: when this, you do two step Yeah, but you would be amazed that when you go searching our HB, some of our HBCUs, and then you look at the last time something was posted. And I'll use Twitter as an example. You're you're gonna scratch your head and you're gonna be like, or just go on Facebook and look at some look at some of these programs not having pages, like not having a football team page or a baseball team page or a basketball team page. And we're talking about teams that are decent. You're gonna be like, Oh, and, and, that's asked, and that's not a money thing. That's not a money thing. <laughs> that's not a money thing, bro. That's not a money thing.
1: Yeah. But then I mean, they wonder
2: why nobody cares about the fact that they won a championship.
3: This
1: is
2: true, right?
5: Uh huh. You kind of that, I'm to
2: let you know. We the only school in the flag that got a Celebration Bowl uh, win. Okay, I don't care. Whenever y'all get done talking about all this and that. Y'all,
1: anything
3: y'all say about
5: the Celebration Bowl, <laughs> we, <coming>. okay. <laughs> we coming. We coming. we coming. We earned it right. You like, man, Coach, Coach that down Coach, let's, you holding that down for me. Let's I go. go. Coach hey, hold I that love damn it. Me. I love it. But every everybody's a winner at the end of the day. That's that's what it the is, whole point fast. is. That's mm-hmm. the fact. HBCUs as a whole, we're going to win. So I, I just want to go to the next question because I've seen your recent thoughts on revenue, including TV deals and ticket sales. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're advocating for higher ticket prices, right? For increased Mm -hmm. revenue. Do you think that's the correct move considering our current economic state, gas prices, inflation? Also, is that possible for the smaller programs?
2: I think so. Uh, and quite honestly, I don't think we're saying I'm not advocating for like doubling ticket prices, but. As HBCU, HBCU alums, we got to be honest and say that we, with our dollars, are devaluing our institutions. We get three hours of entertainment from our football team, and that's how many players? Let's say, just say 63, because that's how many scholarships they get. Bare minimum, 63. Bands have, what, 200 to 300 kids, right? Then you throw in the cheerleaders. You throw in uh the dance team. You throw in the mascot. Where else can you get three hours of entertainment from such a large group of uh I I'm calling uh I'm gonna say students, I was gonna say professionals, for about twenty dollars. Where can you find that at? Name another example of a production that involves that amount of people, that's about twenty dollars for three hours. You can't even go to the movies for that, really.
3: It's true. And your three-hour
2: movie's gonna be more.
3: I was just at a movie yesterday. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
5: mean, so with the market, with increased marketing, which I kind of talking about, would that help? If even if the ticket price were the same, you get more people if you market correctly.
2: Who are we marketing to? There's a question.
5: You said it. The community, right? Of course.
2: Your mm-hmm.
5: your alumni, um,
2: but our, I think it, 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 it's 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 twofold because it's like you have to build it because you can't do what you've been doing before and raise the ticket price. Yeah, that's not yeah. fair.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Somebody
2: made comments and said, "Well, the game day experience needs to be better," right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So do the work to make it because the band coming anyway. The dance is gonna be there anyway. The mascot, uh, everybody that's gonna, that was there last year, gonna be there this year as far as entertainment value. Just make it better. Somebody mentioned simple stuff like we got more than two two fight songs. Can can we get this spirit song put in there and stuff like that? So it, it can't just be raise the ticket price and then do this, have the same old that they were used to, because then that's gonna make people mad, turn people off, and make them not go.
5: Yeah, I think partnering with professional leagues because right now HBCU is a hot topic and these clearly like the NBA, the NFL, they want to be part of this because it looks good on their their part. So if you partner with NFL franchise, for example, say we want to use your stadium for our game, we're going to bring the band, we're going to bring all of what you're saying, I think that'll help as well and it probably will benefit the team just as much as it'll benefit the university. It's a win-win for everybody. So it won't be like this financial burden. It's going to be more of a blessing. You know what I'm saying? I think that's just one strategy that people should think about, especially depending on where you're located. Like Georgia's a prime spot, man. Um, that's what, to me, that's what the Falcons are all about. But I want to see it grow. Like I said, it's moving in the right direction. I think you make extremely something. valid points. Go ahead.
2: I'm going to tell you something. That Coach Hugh, I don't know if y'all caught this video. Um, He, he said it very plainly. Y'all say we not out here because, you know, they're doing their camps and stuff. And so they had some satellite camps, which means they went to them. Mm -hmm. That's important. Uh because that's how you build community and get buy-in for your university. Uh Right? They went Uh to Shreveport and I think Lake Charles or they may have Lake Charles coming up. That's how you get people to to reinvest because you can say now you can say, hey, I'm here. You asked me to come. I did my part. Now I need you to do your part. You build relationships in the communities. With the coach, that's not a coach in America. That if they get a phone call and say, hey, can you bring your your football team to the game on Saturday? Nobody's going to tell you. Nobody's going to say no. So you think about, let's just say Gremlin. I don't know how familiar y'all are with uh, Louisiana. But Gremlin's right there at the top, the border between. Um, and then you have the Arkansas border right there, which is where I'm from. You have within a hundred mile radius a lot of schools. It's time for grandma to cross that border, right? Uh-huh. Grandma is 70 miles away from my hometown.
1: Oh wow. They get yeah.
2: MBS uh offers all the time out of their school. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's about, like I said, expanding the digital footprint, but the actual footprint as well. Uh-huh. Cause they're gonna come. They wanna see. But you got to pick up the phone and build those relationships, and, and Coach you was doing that, and go back to what you said, right? Your community. Mm-hmm. But the, we've been surviving on the loyalty factor for so long to fill our stands uh-huh. for decades. Uh-huh. People want a little bit more, and you can debate all day whether they whether they asking too much or whatever. But I'm just saying. The, you know where we are right now you it can be justified but you have to do your part too
3: well, i agree i think that all, all i mean i think that's that's the same for all of all hbcus like you gotta mm-hmm. some a lot of us a lot of hbcus are trying to live off their name and loyalty I mean, it's true um but you need to also put in the work you can't just say you know and i think Ray, right, we had um what a, what coach Coach came on the show not too long, a while back, kind of preached that. Um, you, know, you know, Coach, I'm talking about, I forgot his, I forgot his, like, his whole name. What school? No, no, not from school, oh. from radio. Oh, coach. oh, oh,
5: oh, Coach, what, Butch? Butch, but,
3: but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah he's
3: pre- pretty much uh, pre- uh, preached that about how, you know, you got to put in the work to get these kids or get this attention or get these, you know, get kids to mm-hmm. come and, and show out and I, I do agree with that a lot of times we you look at the name of like a grandmother and a howard famu you know schools like this and you like that name alone but you can also put put in the work to get these kids engaged and like the one that comes to come there and want to put in the work and, and build that you know build that environment you just gotta have to put in the work, put in the work too and just like I you mentioned like part. there's so many different things social media and like you said like physically going out there and doing things we, that's why I, we all like what prime is doing. We like, I like what Hugh Jackson's doing. Like mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson pretty much made a whole roll, a whole rollout plan of how he's trying to engage and, and bring kids to Grambling. Like, you know, being on, um, I think I want to say he was on the pivot. He was on all mm-hmm. these other shows he out was. there, you know, he's doing this. He's not just doing it, you know, just doing it just, just for himself. He's doing it. To get the word out about Grambling. You know, you see it mm-hmm. like, that's the, that's the main thing to get the word out about his school, his school, and his program. So he's doing these rollout plans, doing these radio tours, doing these TV tours. Like, he knows what he's doing. He's trying to build the culture and grammar. If a lot of these yeah. um, HBCUs did the same thing, and some people have the individuals to do it, and I think a lot of them are doing it. So I'm not, like, not saying that they're not, but there's a lot. If we all do this as a whole, it just builds up everything within what this HBCU movement is all about. Yeah,
2: I agree. And it goes back to what you said about uh, working together. Uh-huh. That's
5: the easiest way to do it online. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I got to give you a flowers because you have posted something one day that said something to the effect of if you went to HBCU, but it's not in your bio, then don't even talk to me. I was like, dang. So <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to like add mine. I was like, let me make Yo, sure. I oh, have... dang, you know, know what? what? So all, all this discussion, I'm <laughs> criticizing <laughs> it. Let me go I'm back. Const- you, you I'm just... constructively criticizing the schools too. I'm like, wait a minute. As an alum, I don't do my part. I, I mean, Wole, when last time we, well, you might have been back since, I haven't been I back been in a home while. I've been a few I'm times. I'm talking about our campus is nice, but I ain't even stepped foot on it in a while. Oh. So I gotta, I gotta be better. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take accountability. And since you are here, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try to be better and doing my part. <laughs> do
3: I um, have
2: an official school hashtag? I kind of. Kind of. You know when you see that grand fam, you know what's up. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: it. Ha- yeah, no, yeah, we do. You're, we you're do. Strong. We got Hulk, we hawk pride. Let me take that we got hawk pride. That's our hashtag. Bingo. Yeah, on
5: well, Twitter, it's not that. It's, it's not as big though. Instagram it's, it's, and Facebook is definitely a, a good hashtag, but not on. Uh, we don't right? have a good. We do have a good Twitter presence. That's what, that's it- what I'm saying. So maybe like maybe that's, that's our job. To okay, your point, yeah, is.
3: yeah, like to your point about. But see, it goes back to we talk. Man, I'm not going to crap on my school because I'm not going to do that. But it goes back to what <laughs> we're talking about. You know, oh. social media platform like even that. It's like on oh, us. So nice. On Twitter, it's not. I want to say like on Instagram, it's pretty. I think Instagram is pretty. It's pretty dope. Um, Facebook, is not. The, the presence on Facebook pretty done, dope. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but on Twitter, like the hashtags and it could be it. It, it, it could be better. That's to what keep we gotta button. do. Be we better. gotta
5: do it. And, and be better, man. We gotta thank y'all, talk HBC for that. So we we fans definitely.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Hey, before we let you go, is there anything you like to add? Um, HBCU that's out there hiding. Come find me on Twitter. Listen, I'll be retweeting every... I don't care if you are the... If it's two people that's enrolled at your school, I retweet everybody's <laughs> stuff. She D2, know. N-A-I-A, like, I want to show love to everybody. You guys have a market, too. Okay? C-I-A-A the all y'all over there. Hey, come on in and let's let's do this thing. I want to support y'all too. It's not just it's not just about the sway. Yeah,
3: she's that, not just that, saying that too. too. She's just, she's she's really she's real about no, that. No, she ain't no. just saying that.
4: You know what <laughs> I mean? She real it's about real. that. She's it's very real.
3: consistent too about that, folks. If you you watching this, she's very consistent about that. That's not just a one day post thing. That's a that's almost that's an early day post thing. I'm gonna use my DMV ling- lingo. That's an early day post thing. So, uh, <laughs> so make sure y'all cool. know this. You know what I'm saying. Make and sure.
2: very very last thing, um, get in contact, get your content on HBC Lead Pass Plus, so you can start getting some money for your school. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't want to go into a long drawn out conversation about it, right. but. The money is already there. Get your the contract so you can get that paper.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> she got me thinking already. now, like, now, I'm thinking. <laughs> I've, been, I've been thinking. You
5: know, this is just causing me to yeah, further ponder everything. But nah, yeah, it's dope stuff. Looking forward to just all the content you're gonna be putting out there in the future. hopefully, you can invite us on when you, when you blow up. You know, so don't forget about. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I just want to make sure you tell me when that po- when that podcast drops so I can already you know get to this get this hit the subscribe button asap hit that little ad button I got, a, I, I, got I already subscribed you can subscribe now no you that's just, a, yeah. on the note on the on the YouTube
5: on YouTube no, I'm, not,
3: I'm not talking about
5: that I'm talking
3: about, oh. I'm, talking about she, I'm talking about she know what I'm talking about I'm talking about she's talking about y'all talk you know y'all yard y'all yard talk, talking about no, I'm talking about the podcast version, like the Apple, whatever. Can't you that, tell them you no. can
5: subscribe? No. I already subscribed I that already. I already
3: bro. did that already. That's, I'm not even talking about that. I'm done with that, bro. I did that. Ooh. I did, did that. I saw the promo video and everything. I'm a hit, bro. Oh, all right, bad, bro. You know I'm a <laughs> <I'm> hit. Bad. <laughs> My bad.
2: What y'all doing for the summer, For the show? Hunter, y'all
3: promo video? huh? Say again?
2: What, y- what are y'all going to be doing for for Urban's Voice for the summer? What y'all got coming up?
3: Oof. Man, we trying. Like, I'm trying to get... <laughs> The goal next, the ne- one of the goals is to get uh, well, an alum from Grambling. I'm, I I want to get uh, Doug Williams. That's a, that's a that's a that's a, that's, a, that's on my list. Okay. okay.
5: But I'm we gonna, go, go we gonna be on, we gonna be on campuses. <laughs> we we we've been invited already. It's Just a matter of getting it, you know. So we gonna we probably gonna start close to home oh. in Howard though. Yeah. But you know, oh. Delaware Delaware State definitely.
3: Delaware State, yeah. We trying to do some stuff so, like, uh, on campus, like we about State, to do our
5: HBCU true. tour. Uh, yeah. Summer is.
3: Woo. Yeah, we try to keep it lit. Be nice, but
5: That's but I, I'll say spring more than summer. You know, the summer is going to set the stage for the spring. Uh-huh. That's what I'm gonna say.
3: And we mm-hmm. and we're also working on trying to get um uh well now it was not Bowie State, he's the football coach at Bowie State, but um
5: Morgan State, now now now. Yeah. Morgan State.
3: So,
5: yeah, it's um, coming. We'll be, you know, we in. we gonna stay with the concept. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Hey, listen, have y'all been looking and seeing what they've been doing on their social media? Who oh, uh,
3: I think Morgan they- State?
2: Well, yeah, I don't
3: think they playing. No, they oh. they playing.
2: They working it.
3: they it. working. See, like I'm talking
1: about, they working.
3: They see they hype. They hype about that. that about that about, about that acquisition, and they are working it. Like I give them credit again. Like the Morgan State working it. They he he's everywhere, and and they're doing a good job in terms of promoting that that hire. And he's doing a good job in terms of promoting the the brand of Morgan State. But he did a good job in Bowie State too. They did Bowie State did a good job. Right. right. You know, with him too. So, I mean, he's a big hire, though. You know, I don't, I don't know the circles in terms of like all the collegiate football, but definitely in an HBCU school, he's a big hire. So, definitely, I'm glad he getting treated right. I'm glad he getting treated right with that attention, because definitely it's well deserved. Go back to my point about coach Pew, but I know, yeah, I gotta go. I'm not even look. look, I'm here with you. So I'm just letting you know. Yeah. I, mean, I know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> I mean, he's one of the last one. He
3: can he Yeah, he is. He like yeah. and he know, You know, and he know it. He know he he know he's he knows what he is in terms of what he represents in terms mm-hmm. of HBCU football. He knows who he represents, and he knows yeah. the, like the lineage he has. You know, the players mm-hmm. he's produced. You know what I mean? The program. It's not a joke. So yeah, I mean, I feel like like anything. It's more on. I mean, you, I mean, you know, communications or whatever. It's more his PR team, his media reps. Like, they got to mm-hmm. make sure they hammer that in to say, you know what? This is what it is. Like, you got to be on nonstop. Love Coach Maybe they will see the
2: Pupen. video. <laughs> 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 they're looking for you. Who's this crazy girl talking? Like, she know what's going on. She don't know nothing. And then all of a sudden, they looking on my Twitter, and then they're like, oh, well, let me.
1: Oh, they gonna love you. Don't don't get twisted. They gonna love you. They gonna love you. Don't do that.
5: Hopefully we get get that grand fam love after this. (laughs) Just maybe. We don't want to be adopted. We We already kind of adopted adopted a Howard. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) we got we're gonna work on our
3: stuff. (laughs) You said we're gonna we get adopted a Howard? That's what's up. We are I, would, I, would love us. I said we you know earlier like I to know. Out. There <laughs> I, <already> know. <laughs> I
1: see <laughs>
3: All right well th- hey thanks for being on we appreciate you and hey, hope to have you on again and again let it, let, let us know mm-hmm. when it drops all right let us know Got
2: gotcha. you <laughs> All right <laughs> all right
3: yo. Y'all talk HBCU she is so dope man make sure you follow her on Twitter at Yard Talk, HBCU. subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iTunes, Tune iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, follow us on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. And again, don't forget to subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene Ampire Media at Ampiremedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Sing for Bo- ages. Yet deuces a hey, mega. Do me a favor. Lead us out, big homer. Yeah.